Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You need to become a Saints Happy Hour patron. It's best Saints podcast and community in the world. You get every podcast without no commercials, early access to special episodes, and patron-only perks. You get to talk to my dad on Discord, and you get cool swag box delivered to your house. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's the best commercial ever. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world, who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Jesus Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Listen, we had to have Gus on for another part. We had him on for part one, where me and him talk about the media, talk about memories in New Orleans, we talk about Buddy D, we talk about all the crazy Sean Payton stories. And it was awesome. Check it out. This is part two where me and Gus are actually going to talk about the 2023 Saints because he's at practice every day. He's going to give us insight and it's going to be amazing. Gus, thanks for hanging around for part two. Not a problem, man. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to again being on the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Now we're going to segue to the Saints. We went 50, we, we went 48 minutes and we've talked about nothing but the, nothing of the Saints 2023. And I want to get, we got to get to it. So I might have to keep you longer, but the thing is with this 2023 saints, what's your, cause I'm not trying to think like predict record and that what's the, what's sort of the theme, the thing that you're sort of, when you're going out there in practice and you're looking for themes or vibes, what's your thing you're looking for, for this 2023 saints team. That's going to get, that's going to make you feel optimistic about it or not, or feel not so good. I, I, I would say it's put up or blow up. It's it's kind of the Ooh, way I look at it. I mean, if, if that's a shirt, right? Because that is a great that's a great well, shirt. Because look at it. Um, I just look at what they've done, starting in the off season, from the coaching moves and hires or whatever. Whoever Dennis Allen's brought in, it seems purposeful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they didn't go for the young, innovative, up and coming coach that's looking to become the defensive coordinator that's a really good line coach or position coach that man is that guy in a year or two could be going for a head coach. They didn't do that. They went, they brought in Joe Mm -hmm. Woods, Grantham, um, guys that have 
run defenses in the past. Big programs in the NFL, they're, they're not mm-hmm. young, they're old. They also have a connection with Dennis Allen. All of the coaches that Dennis Allen has brought in, one way, shape, or form, it's like the Kevin Bacon thing. They're tied to Dennis Allen. They're coaches. They're they're older. They're secure. They, you know, I'm not saying Grantham doesn't want to be a head coach, but a defense coordinator. He's a D-line coach, but he was a defense coordinator. He was at Georgia. He played in the SEC. He did all that stuff. Joe Woods ran, you know, two defenses, as uh, the Honey Badger said on Tuesday, that went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But he's here, even though he's not the he's not going to call the plays, but he's going to run the secondary even or, or the defense to an extent. But there's a secondary. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, like right, all right. of the coaches that he got, he. I go back to the brain drain when the Saints didn't make the playoffs for a couple of years. Sean Payne finally admitted it. There was a brain drain. Mm-hmm. Whether it was successful or not. Dennis Allen, Curtis Johnson, Doug Marone, some of the others that left to try to go be head coaches or assistants or coordinators mm-hmm. elsewhere, Lombardi, all those guys. It was a brain drain. You have to hire people that are as good, if not better. And he didn't. So most of them came back. So that's the thing. It's important to get, and we kind of overlook it because we get so that's caught right. up with players and you know, does this guy make this? Is this guy drafted here? We kind of forget about the people that run those positions. Yeah, how it's going to be. A, it's going to. It's incredible to me that if 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 Dennis Allen is moderately successful, right. like if 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 Dennis Allen, if he turns out like say they go say they go ten and seven, and win the South and lose in the first round, like the Saints aren't firing him, right? Or they make the playoffs, right? So if, if Dennis Allen is just moderately successful, there's a there's potential that you are going to be uh, Pete Carmichael will be running the Saints offense or bat, pretty much a quarterback. He'll be around for 20 years, right? Because he came in 07. He came Pete yeah, in wow. second year. If Dennis Allen gets to the, be the Saints coach in 2027, Carmichael will have been here 20 years, which to me isn't is just incredible. Um, other thing, you asked me about it last year, all summer. And we kept saying, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Peyton Turner, is he reborn, Gus? He's looking, I mean, I, I'm not at practice. I'm not going to yeah, pretend. Yeah. But I see all these glowing tweets from you. I see other people. Like, he, is he really looking good for three days? We've had three days of practice. Right. So it's three days. And I would say this, two days into camp last year, he was a star of camp. That's right. And I remember telling you and everyone else, I, he's way better than Davenport. And, and I'm talking about like football things, right? So mm-hmm. his size stands out. And I was mm-hmm. talking to the graph who was to the left of me today. I'm like, like you, you look at a guy who was drafted in the second round in Foskey. Like Foskey is a third of the size of Peyton Turner. Yeah. Like a third of the size. And you're hoping that he can be a pass rusher. And he was, <laughs> you know, he was a pretty decent pass rusher at Notre Dame. Set records mm-hmm. at Notre Dame. That's right. He, He's, he looks like the guy that like grabs his bags and brings it to the car. I mean, I just, Peyton Turner is massive, but he's quick. And the reason why I thought he was better than Marcus Davenport is leverage. The problem with Marcus Davenport is the guy would always get so high. There's no difference between 295 and 195 if you're high. Because if I'm lower than you, I got leverage. 
legitimately. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I might need to push a little bit more, but you lose the advantage of being a hundred pounds more than me the second you're high. And the problem you would always see with Marcus Davenport, he get quick off the line. He gets good. He gets two steps before the quarterback and he's high. That's and right. guess what a lineman would do? <laughs> That's right. Seriously, how many times did you see Marcus Davenport get about a foot from the quarterback and never be able to finish the play? That's right. Because he got high. You know, seriously, and, but that's the thing with Peyton Turner. He, you see him get in and he's quick. And the thing is, just what I go with what Dennis Allen said earlier in February, I think it was the owners' meetings. He said a very interesting thing, and it's very true. He's been injured. Mm-hmm. So availability is availability. We've heard that before, but every off season he's been rehabbing. So when you're rehabbing, you can't get better. I can't get stronger. I can't work out. I can't work on my craft. I can't have Vegas vacations like car had with the receivers. Like if I'm rehabbing, I'm rehabbing. That's right. So it went underreported. I talked about it. I even brought it up to you when you would come on Wednesdays and OTAs. The fact that Mark, that, that Peyton Turner made and played in every OTA and in every minicamp I thought was a big deal Yeah, because he wasn't rehabbing. If he's playing and running with the ones in OTAs in minicamp, he's not rehabbing. He's healthy. So I'm not surprised he's having a decent camp because he's not rehabbing. He's healthy. And if he's healthy, he's really damn good. Yeah, and here's the thing with him. He's kind of one of those like lost guys where his first two years were so 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 bad and just he didn't contribute at all. Like if he bounces back and gives the Saints like five sacks, let's say he gets like five and a half sacks, yeah. he's going into year four, so they don't have to make a decision on him. We'll be incredibly excited. We'll be like, hey, he turned the corner, baby. He turned the corner. He's going into year four. He's going to break out year four, and he's going to make the Saints have to pick up that option. Right, he was a healthy scratch the final game that, of the year. And that again, that to me was the, against the Panthers. That was to me was my biggest red flag for him going into the year because yeah. they had a the Saints had a meaningless game and they threw Trevor they threw Trevor Penning in there and he got hurt right <laughs> and it, it did, but like I right. was like man this game meant nothing and nothing. they were and they were like we're not even let, we're not even going to just throw you out there. And we didn't even dress you. you. He wore a long sleeve gold shirt yeah. to watch the game. So that to me was a giant, yeah. like a giant red flag. Well, and, and I, and I, we watched Penning, that, which brings me to Penning again is he was back today. He had a, yep. he had a great block apparently on a, on a Camara screen pass. The interesting thing to me is the saints, they added Garcia they added Trey Turner. Unfortunately, Trey Turner, he's out for the year. He got caught it off. If you, when you're if you're watching this later, we, we're recording this on a Friday, and he, he got he got caught off. He's done for the year. That to me was a really interesting thing, Gus, about guard. Is that the Saints clearly? I know they say that Garcia is going to play center, and, and they kind of that makes a little sense. But to me, it's really interesting at guard. You know, you got Pete. They were rotating. Apparently, the first day they were rotating Pete and Hurst at guard. That's really interesting. I know it would be an it would be a nuclear bomb on their cap if they would move off of Pete. But I can't see a world where they're like, yeah, Andres Pete, you're gonna be on the roster, but you're not gonna start. So yeah. I'm 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 suddenly very, very so intrigued at what they're doing at guard. I, I go back to what even Dennis Allen said on Friday. And I I like it. 
I like it. And, and Ralph, he said, there are no spots locked up. There's mm-hmm. competition at every spot. Now, we we all are aware, aware. I mean, look, and I'll tell you if you want to go to it. I think the receiver mm-hmm. thing is locked up already. There's five receivers that I like. <laughs> we all know Camaras are starting running back. But I understand what he's saying, what he's trying to do, right? Like, we know May and Matthew are starting safeties. We know Lattimore is a corner. There is competition between Adebo and Taylor. They're literally rotating by the play. Uh, we know Cam George. I, I But I, I like what he's saying because – I I keep saying this. I, I like bringing in Turner, bringing in Jimmy, but well, they got these guys. But are they good? Mm-hmm. But are they good? You know? I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Your own line stunk. Are they good? So I'm with you. I, I do think they're starters for a reason. And you saw today when you didn't have Ruiz and you didn't have Ramchek, there was a lot of pressure on the quarterback mm-hmm. today. I mean, the interception that was off of Winston, he, they snapped the ball. He had to step up into the pocket immediately, and he had to fire it quickly. I think it was off the hands of Rashid Shahid. He wasn't expecting it maybe as fast or whatever. It went off his hands, and DeMarco Jackson got the interception. But there were a couple of plays that could have been sacks as well. But mm-hmm. You could tell that Cesar Ruiz and Ryan Ramchick weren't playing. So what I think when you're seeing – guys rotate with Hurst and Pete I just think it's what Dennis Allen's actually telling you they need to find depth they need they need because yeah because here's the thing Ralph they haven't gone a season where these guys stay healthy so more often than not this guy's gonna get hurt can you play guard can you play safety or I mean center can you play tackle can you and I think that's literally what they're trying to do right now and try to find the best bodies that they can play. Now, contractually, next year, and all those different things, are you moving on? Look, they went out, just look what they did. They went out and drafted Nick Saldaveri, but the guy has a calf strain, but he's been practicing, but he's behind. So he's not starting this year. It's an impossibility. You only have so many weeks before preseason and all this other stuff. It's done. If you're not, I, I keep saying this, the OTAs, in minicamp, we can joke all we want about them being in underwear and play. They are so much more important now because that's when your work is, period. Same thing in college football. Your spring sets you up for the fall. If you're showing up in August and you're trying to find your quarterback, Nick Saban, and you're trying to find him, <laughs> you're done. You yeah. are done. They, I think their so offensive line, their offensive line, they are six deep, I feel like, at it. But – they can withstand one injury because you can kind of plug Hurst. Like if, if Penning would get hurt, you can plug Hurst back at right. right at left tackle. You can plug Hurst in at guard, right? You can even plug him in at right tackle, probably. So like he can plug in certain places. Thing for the Saints, though, that second injury is almost like the Jenga piece that brings it all down. You're right. You know, and I think they're looking. Like I think, I think they're 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 Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael and the offensive line coach, they're actively looking to feel good about, hey, we got to be seven deep. Because listen, the Saints, they had the year in 2009 where five, all five offensive linemen played every snap for the entire year. But Jamal Brown got hurt in preseason, right? So that happening, it's just 
unlikely, right? It, you can count th- these teams that these teams that have that usually like Atlanta, they, they ended up blowing, they ended up having the Super Bowl disaster in New England, but they had the same thing. Five offensive linemen played the whole year. The other interesting things that I want to get to you with about the Saints before we get out of here, the secondary. I look at it and part of me is like, God, this secondary can be great. You got Lattimore, mm-hmm. you got Taylor, you got a Debo, you got a Honey Badger, you got Marcus May, you got the Howden kid at the draft pick. They have and the 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 guy from Texas that I can't think of, the, the defensive back they signed. The secondary could be amazing. Mm-hmm. But the other part of me is like Honey Badger and Marcus May are kind of old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adibo took a step back last year. You know, Taylor, we love him, but we love the Debo going into last year too. So the secondary to me is one of those things where it could go either way and be really, really good or disappointing. And I think it's the entire key to the defense because I think linebacker is going to be good. And I think defensive line is going to be kind of eh. The secondary to me is the whole key, and I can't decide whether it's going to be – I can't decide if it's going to be really good or I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself into lies. Yeah, no. I, so let's look at it to try to solve that puzzle. Um, and you know me. I am not – I'm not paid by them. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like I'm not the, the homer. Um, so they were better towards the second half of the year. Would we agree? Yes. Oh, incredible. incredible. Okay. I think they figured out how to use Tyron Matthew. I told you when you came That's on right. my show, OTA, minicamp, whatever it was that we it saw. Matters. It matters. And, well, remember I told you last year, I said, you know, something that's bothering me is Marcus May is the safety on the line of scrimmage and to have Tyron Matthew, that's, that's the right. free safety. And I'm like, he's never done that. Like when they signed them, the video they played from LSU, he was the guy running along the line of scrimmage, following the guy in motion and making the tackle behind the line of scrimmage, going in and trying to make a sack, hitting the running back behind the line of scrimmage, blowing up a screen. Tyron Matthew was never the guy that out of the huddle, didn't move during the play, was standing still. Like I, I remember telling everybody around me, I'm like, does anybody else see this as something that doesn't make any sense to me? Like you have the honey badger playing the sloth. Yeah, He didn't move. Like he never moved. They break the huddle. He take a step back and stay there. That's not the honey badger who gives zero Fs. He's a sloth. That's right. He's not moving anywhere. So, and you heard him say that September, That's October, right. didn't know what they were doing. Once they figured how to use them, they looked better there. And keep this in mind, to your point, Ralph, again, we're trying to solve the puzzle because it, it, you're asking mm-hmm. a very valid question. Are they good or are we just hoping they're good? The five players they wanted to start, Adebo, Lattimore, Roby, Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, didn't play a single snap together. Like, think mm-hmm. about that. That's right. I, I, I didn't say a game. A single snap. I didn't say a quarter, a snap. And the regular season. And the that's nuts. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth.
Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. And that's not the Yeah, so the thing with this defense, Gus, is you can look at it and you can say, you know, and, and I was thinking this too. You look at the schedule and you're like, man, yeah, they they started to rock after that Baltimore yeah. game Monday night. And they started to rock. The negative people would say, because I was listening to a podcast, Mina Kimes, and they, she was with someone and they were ranking their top 10 defenses. And she put the Saints at 10. And the guy was like, and she's like, they're number one EPA per play after so many weeks. And she rattled off all these stats and they were elite. Like the Saints were like top three, like post Baltimore. Like their defense was incredible. And this guy was like, they played Kenny Pickett. They played Desmond Ritter. And he's like, all these crappy defense. And she's like, yeah. She's like, but she's like, I just watched them play San Francisco. And she's like, San Francisco road graded teams, road graded them until Brock Purdy got hurt. And this was before Brock Purdy because the Saints yeah, played him. They should have won that game. And she was like, the Saints defense punched kyle shanahan's offense in the mouth his beautiful offense that we she's like our stat heads we love it it's motion it's run game confused teams she's like the saints punched it in the mouth they couldn't do anything they scored 13 points and she's like that was dennis allen game plan they were ready to go and she's like i'm she's like she's like i know they lose people she's like i know they lost kate nellis i know they lose other people but he's like Dennis Allen, they lose, they lost Trey Hendrickson. They lost yeah. Marcus Williams. Like they lose all these good players, but he just keeps it together. And so, so that, that is what I'm, I'm clinging that I'm like, it's Dennis Allen. Say whatever you want about him as head coach, the man's elite defensive coordinator. Two things I'll add to that. When did they start getting better? When Marshawn Lattimore came back. That's right. Well, I, I, mean, I, I but, but hear me out, but hear me out. I, I say, I say this and that I, I brought this up on the show today. The guy is just not a defensive back. Here's your number one defensive back. So when he came back, he got a pick six against the, the Eagles, right? I mean, I mean, like it, right. it matters. Imagine if you had him two more games that night. That's right. He he missed almost two-thirds of the season. That's right. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I keep bringing up. And again, going back to solving the puzzle. Todd Matthew actually talked about this on Tuesday, which made me feel good because like <laughs> I, I, I love when guys bring up the point that I make a year ago and people think I'm nuts. Do you know at this point last year, Tyron Matthews still went in camp? That's right. And people are like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm like, I think it kind of matters. Like, you got to um, you gotta be at camp. You got to be practicing. Like you had two new safeties. That's Ralph. right. They had you to had replace. Two, by two, the way, Marcus May was coming back from a season-ending injury. That's right. So you had two new safeties, which, uh, man, if you guys don't understand how important safeties are in that defense, uh, dude, they're they're massive. Well, one wasn't healthy, although you saw him at OTAs and all that stuff. Tom Matthew played like an OTA, and then we didn't see him again for a reason we still don't know. And then so he was playing catch up. And again, as I just mentioned, the starting five that you wanted never played mm. a snap <laughs> together. Can I? You mentioned Paulson Adebo. That's right. Paulson Adebo was having a very good start to training camp, got injured the last week of preseason. That's right. 
that injury set him back weeks and he was never the same once he got going again so you're looking at what changed with that defense and 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 what happened tyron brought it up tuesday not only every ota and every mini camp was marcus may and tyron matthew together i brought it up even to you on our show Mm -hmm. it looked mirror images like they're doing the basic drills to start practice where they drop back they're you know backpedaling three four times then turn left hip then turn right hip and they go for the ball they do it at the same exact time it looks like synchronized swimming <laughs> they, they I, just do marshawn Lattimore has been a demon through three practices there is a legit competition between adebo and taylor and they look good and there's roby just the vet that no one even talks about when it comes to that but those guys are still together same group they There's so much to be said about, I understand speed and youth and athleticism. I do. You're right. You either can cover Mm, somebody, you can't. But communicating and knowing what to do matters. It does. And and, and, and Tyron Matthews said that Tuesday, man. He's like, it's the same group and we're all together and we've been playing together all spring. Like he's excited. (laughs) Here's here's the thing I will say though. And I'm going to, the media, you guys, I want you to continue the streak because every day you ask Dennis Allen and you ask a defensive player, why, why didn't y'all get any turnovers? When are y'all going to get more turnovers? Every day, somebody asks the question. They just rephrase it a different way. And I want the streak to continue. I love it. And if you want to ask a question, I want to ask the question that, that people don't seem to ask is, Dennis, you were the secondary coach for the 2009 Saints team that basically was a turnover fountain it started week one, and it literally did not end until Tracy Porter intercepted Peyton Manning, and we celebrated a Lombardi trophy. And people say, it's not sustainable. I watched it be sustainable for an entire yeah. year. What do good teams do specifically to create turnovers? And he talked about you know pressure and all this. This is my segue to the offense, Gus. I think the reason the 2009 Saints created so many freaking turnovers is because teams were behind and teams were Bingo. like, oh, crap. We are Bingo. down. We, it's the middle of the second it's quarter. 17-3 in the first it's, quarter. It's, yeah, it's 21 to three, nine minutes to go in the second quarter, and it's 39 for my 35. We cannot punt. I'm doing something dumb. <laughs> And that was the whole, I think that was the whole foundation 100%. of 100%. the 2009 Saints Ralph. defensive. Ralph, 100%. You, you know when yeah. you can't get turnovers last year? When you're playing the Ralph Marlboro Saints Happy Hour podcast drinking game of did they get a first down? <laughs> That's right. When your defense <laughs> is spending two-thirds of the football game on the field when the hell do you want them to get a turnover? They just right. literally got off the field and That's your right. offense went three and out because Andy Dalton threw it out <laughs> of bounds. The first play was a gain of one. The second down play was an incomplete pass. And on third down, they handed it off to some bum who didn't get but a yard and they punted. So right back out comes Demario Davis and everybody else on there. <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore and nobody at right defensive end. And you got bum defensive tackles that can't stop the run in the first quarter. Now we're in the third quarter and the offense has 60 yards of offense at halftime. They have three points. They haven't scored a touchdown. But what, what do you want them to do? Like 
literally, what do you want them to do? And, and, okay. and that is a great point that you just brought up. And that's why I keep saying, if you get anything, dude, I elbowed, I might've, I might've contused poor Garland Gillen's ribs. <laughs> I, I, I elbowed him today because there was a play team drills, running play, Brian Brzee destroyed the poor right guard, whoever it was. And again, remember it was in Ruiz today and he took two steps wrapped up i i want to say it was williams and kind of bear hugged him then you know raised his hand whatever whistle blew that that didn't happen last year i you can tell me it was practice all you want yeah if the defensive tackle position can remotely do anything it's better than last year. Well, I'll tell you this. If I the said right this... defensive end can do anything, it's going to help Cam Jordan. I'm... Cam Jordan said something on Tuesday, Ralph. Go look up the bite. <laughs> I know I keep interrupting you, but no, go, go look ahead. at the bite because it matters. He said that him and Saunders were doing a play on Tuesday. He gave a verbal command, whatever it is that they do. Saunders knew, did it. They executed a play and he got a sack. Yeah. The fact that it was July 26th and he said that to a veteran guy who's played in Kansas City but knew what Cam Jordan was saying. He knew the playbook. He knew what he was saying. And it helped him. Ralph, that was better than last year. Oh, I'm telling you and this. it's July. You know I'm telling saying? you this. And I, I'm just saying I'm not a tape watcher. I'm not a draft girl. I'm not a draft guy. But I can tell you this. Brian Bercy number one high school player in America. And he has in the same room or same area code or, or, or whatever, same neighborhood of Jalen Carter talent. But he got hurt. His sister died. He got strep throat. Then he got an infection. He gained like 40 pounds of weight, water weight. And he had season from hell. If he hadn't had the season from hell at Clemson this past year, he would have been a top 12 pick he would have been and he fell to the saints because he had the season from hell now he had some injuries so you don't know but his physical talent is elite of elite because here's the thing guys if you don't follow recruiting and, and in part one of this interview me and gus talked about i hate i hate high school recruiting he hates it but when they give out the stars it's physical talent and breezy had it better than any defensive player in America out of high school. So like, if he's good, like he's not just going to be like, Oh, he's a nice pick at 29. That was a good freshman right. pick. He will be right. LOLs. How did this dude fall to 29? And it's on and the nerds will be mad because they'll say the saints are getting away with this again. They do their caption and against and, and they solve their problems with good drafts. Like the, yeah. the nerds can't put it together. Like they think that like it's unfair that the Saints mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. It's all part of the puzzle guys. If you, if you draft good, you can do whatever you want with the fucking cap. Um, final thing. And then I'm going to get you out of here. Cause we're, <laughs> we're going like 90 minutes. Out. I've, I apologize to my producer in Poland. I'm going to send him a note. We're breaking it into two parts. It's going to be nice. part one, me and Love Gus it. reminisce about media times and give you behind the scenes media talk. And part two, we talk about the 2023 saints. Derek Carr. Mm. 
Cam Jordan, I said it on your shirt. It's like, it's a great t-shirt. We're bringing Derek back to Vegas. But he is a flawed quarterback. Because if he wasn't flawed, the Raiders would have kept him, right? They, they cut him. They could have just kept him and paid him the money and dealt yeah. with it, right? So he is flawed. So what's in your mind? I feel like he's got a chance to resurrect his career. And Pete Carmichael can really kind of step out of Sean's shadow. Not that Pete Carmichael is ever going to be a head sure. coach. I, I think agree. that ship has sailed. But what's your sort of, what's the, what's a realistic, fantastic season for Derek Carr? Like how high can he go? I'm not, he can't be top three or top whatever. Sure. But like, right. what's a realistic season where we get to December and we're like, not only did the Saints do a good job picking their car and he's going to get them to the playoffs, but he is a legitimate quarterback that can get them to the Super Bowl. Like he's elite. Like he is locked into whatever top eight, top 10, whatever you want to say. What's realistic to want him to be this year? That's like his ceiling. So I, I, I go to marriages relationships whatever right <laughs> i mean it just it either works or it doesn't i mean bill walsh needed joe montana and steve young mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. are we talking about sean the way we are if drew Brees isn't that type of player that he needed it what That's i mean right. by that is a yeah. guy that is very there's so many similarities man and and i try not to because what breeze did was special but the similarities that you just you can't help but see is with both quarterbacks they they flashed right they flashed mm -hmm. they are the franchise quarterback and then the franchise gave up mm -hmm. on them I mean, that's a fact. Like, Drew Brees was brought in. He had a nice – they brought him to the playoffs. And then, got, you know, and then they, they brought in Doug Flutie. And then they drafted another quarterback, right. Phillip Rivers. Then he got injured in a playoff game. So, he came into New Orleans with a chip on his shoulder looking to prove. And it never left him. It still hasn't left him. I mean, the guy doesn't do anything where he doesn't feel like he has to compete and show that he's better than what you think he is. He can get water quicker than you. He can, <laughs> right. Seriously. That, quarterback challenge he, after but, practice, right? Yeah. But you need that guy if you're a Sean Payton, right? Like if it's a different quarterback or if it's a different coach that maybe doesn't, it just it have to be the right marriages. I, I don't know how yeah. else to really kind of look at it. Um, when I look at Derek Carr, I, I, the thing that, that pops up to me, and I wasn't at first, I was like, look, man, and you know, I said this on a show with you. You look at the rest of the division, now is the time to reset. No one has a quarterback. Two franchises are going to either a rookie quarterback or a second-year quarterback. Now's the time to do it. That's right. Take your lumps, do what it is. Now's the time to do it. Go, go get your quarterback or do it. You, you, you know, I said it to you, Andy and Taysom this year, you win four games. Oh, well, try to get Caleb Williams. Like I, I told you that on the show. It's to right. me, that's the sensical thing to do. Now I heard what Mickey Loomis said this week and he's right. Look, 
I, I'm not here to do that. I'm going to try to win. I still think there's some talent you can do that. So let's look at Carr. Ralph Derek Carr was going to win the MVP before he got hurt a couple of years ago. He's Period. That's right. Period. So he has that kind of talent. You're not an MVP candidate in the NFL if you're a bum. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, let's just be honest, okay? That means you're throwing the ball everywhere. Deep balls, accurate, command. You know where you're going with the football. You process things like you're not an MVP candidate if you can't do those things. Yeah, and he's been been special at end of games. In 2015, the the, the Raiders had like the worst point differential ever. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. Until Minnesota last year. Because Derek Carr was just pulling games out of his keister, well, and he did it against the Saints, okay. right? Well, that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. You can't come back, Ralph, <laughs> if you don't understand clock management and what th- making plays out of your keister. And, you know, the the, the phrase that's so famous and, and, and people love to say right now, you know, off schedule. Christ, half of his time with the Raiders was off schedule, <laughs> right? right. right. So, but that's my point. Like, you can't have 40-plus comeback wins. Two things. Your defense stinks. B, you made plays. Stop. You made plays. You made plays. You can't come back and win games when the clock is ticking. You have minimum timeouts. Everyone knows you're throwing the football. You're being pressured, and you still do it. That's right. You don't suck. You don't <laughs> suck. I mean, like you can't suck. You can't be an MVP candidate. No, you can't. 40 plus comeback wins and suck. Now, let's look at the situations he's been in. Disasters. Gosh, I mean, McDaniels it's an organization. And, oh my terrible. God. Thank terrible. you, Ralph. And here's terrible. the other thing. People don't understand. We went through it when T-Benz was, you know, fearing for his life, walking down the tunnel in Baton Rouge, Juan Kincaid apparently was trying to murder him, you know, and also (laughs) you remember what it was like and how it affected the football team in that year of transition in San Antonio. I mentioned it practicing in a parking lot and all, how how did they play Ralph? They didn't play very well. Did they? Okay. Well, Deuce McAllister is still good, right? They weren't good. He didn't run for a thousand yards that year and all of that. Well, when you have them going from Oakland to Vegas and then you have a coach, it's very similar to Sean in that offense. Derek Carr is best here. First year under John Gruden, he had his best year as an NFL starting quarterback. What did the Saints do this year? They brought him in to kind of sit down with Pete. This mm-hmm. is what we did. And I, and, I, and I said this, no matter how you feel about what got him fired, I'm talking about the football aspect of it. What I loved about that, and I hope they do that all the time. I hope they secretly have him in as a coach and no one wants to know because they don't want to get the the BS off of it. But here's the thing. What he can do is he can sit down and do what Derek Carr said he did. He remembers a play that Derek Carr really liked, that they ran really well, that he always executed. But he can look at your roster because he's a head coach, Mm -hmm. an offensive guy, and go, you know, we ran this. Marlboro 64, Dragon right. Z. Uh, we did it with Jacob, but this is a perfect play for Kamara. Put him opposite with Jamal Williams here, or give me two tight ends. 
man, this is the play that, you know, yeah. you send the lave in motion, that safety is going to come this way. That opens it up yeah. over here for Shahid because no one's paying attention to 22, baby. And boom, like I can just yeah, imagine that's the him thing. doing that. Do that. And that's what I'm saying. That's the so, thing with Gruden was yes. he, he even though he was gone for a long period of time, sure. and his, his exit, he, like the NFL wanted to, well, what to got put the hit out of him. What got him the Raiders it. job? The, those little yeah. things he did on draft around the draft where he would sit with the quarterback and do film study. That's right. Like, Man, this and guy's he, brilliant. he, his offense, like, like you, most coaches, they come back, they really struggle and Gruden really struggled, but he didn't struggle schematic wise on offense. He struggled because he sucks at picking players and he sucked at running a team. Like if Gruden would right. just be, had a good general manager, had good scouts, right. wasn't in charge of everything. Gruden would have been fine, but he's awful at picking players, right? Him and Mayock. Final question, then I'm going to let you out here. We have gone 90 minutes. By the way, I apologize again, Thomas. You're going to have to cut this thing into two. Um, but final question. When, when, when I have you back in December or when I'm on your show every week in December, what are we going to be talking about on offense and what are we going to be talking about on defense? I'm not going to make you – I'm not going to say give me a record, give me a prediction. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say stories that we – me and you, jokes that we're going to be making. Sure. When we talk about offense and we talk about defense, what are we going to be talking about on your show Wednesday – uh, one fifteen every day. You should check out Gus every day, and he's spinning. But especially on Wednesday when I'm on. Absolutely. Um, I I legitimately think you're going to be seeing a team that has a top fifteen offensive defense. I just legitimately mm -hmm. feel that. I think the defense is going to be better because the offense is going to Ralph. Unfortunately, I know you love that drinking game. I think <laughs> they're going to get first down. We'll make new I drinking think, games. Don't worry. I think he has options. Okay. Yeah. It was it was the first play of OTA that I again elbowed. It was Ross Jackson this time. Poor Ross. Um, first play of OTAs, and it's when they all get together and it's running backs and tight ends and, and the quarterbacks, right? So there's no defensive players. And I understand what I'm saying. But the first play they ran was Jawan Johnson on one hash mark on the left, Foster Moreau on the right hash mark on the right. Drop back pass, Carr throws a deep pass to Moreau on the left. But it was a double tight end, deep route. That's right. With Alave going out on one side, Shaheen going the other way. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, when the hell was the last time I saw I'm two gonna make, tight ends go deep? I'm going like, to make. I've, I've never seen yeah. that. I'm going to make I, a prediction real quick on yeah. sch schematic wise for NFL this year offenses kind of fell behind last year and defenses kind of had the upper hand offenses are going to murder the too high safety look mm -hmm. dead they're going to they're going teams def you picked it up you picked it up what you're saying the coordinators they think they're smart they're like we're gonna play too high we're gonna play nickel all i'm telling you gonna murder them it's gonna they're gonna murder it dead you, but continue. you picked it up what, what what are you doing to those two safeties mm -hmm. if i have two tight ends coming your way what do those two safeties have to do? They have to at least look at it. So what am I running underneath? And I, and I still don't understand why this is a, a bad thing. I don't care if the <laughs> slant king is the slant king. Do slant it. away, son. Do whatever it is. Today on practice, he did a fantastic 15-yard crossing route, diving on the ground, catching that. If I, I just need to make you think that's, that's right. a threat. That's all I need to do. Think you're a mm -hmm. threat, right? And let's take a look at why else I, I, I'm the way I am when it comes to this offense. The, I, I mentioned it earlier. 
they went and got two running backs mm -hmm. that do what they do. They pound and they ground. That's what they do. That's Kendra Miller and that's Jamal Williams. So you're doing that. I'm telling you right now, 85% of Alvin Kamara snaps are going to be in the passing game. Oh, totally. Touchdown today on Friday was a swing pass mm -hmm. to the left. Trevor Penning running out in the front and Alvin Kamara got to use his speed. What does it do? A, Alvin can choose when he goes out of bounds. In the open space, he can avoid serious contact. And more importantly, it helps reduce the wear and tear. That's right. The days, okay, of, the, the, the days of Alvin Kamara running 25 times between the tackles yeah. are, are done. And, well, that's and again, fine. why did that happen, Ralph? Because you had no receiver. That's right. You had, you had no, no quarterback that could throw the ball 20 yards. So I would have fired my defensive coordinator if going into a game, which Tampa did, if you didn't absolutely attack 41 and was on the field. It's the same thing that when you didn't have an offense like last year and Taysom Hill came in, everyone in the world knew Taysom Hill was doing what? Running, more than likely. So. This year, you have a quarterback that can do the following. First and foremost, diagnose before the snap what the hell is going on. This guy is telling receivers where to go. He's aware of what the defenses are. Uh, what I love in seeing an OTA from OTA 1, 2, 3 to the three minicamp practices, Ralph, he, every play was pulling somebody aside. Mm -hmm. And doing hand gestures, doing it. He's seeing the field in the play without it even happening in the game. That's Drew. Drew mm -hmm. beat you because he knew pre-snap what we're doing. Was it right all the time? No. Did he throw picks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did he lose games? Of course. But that's better than what you had. It's yeah. better than what you had. Yeah. I legitimately think you have three receivers that can absolutely catch the football. I think Thomas is going to play. I think Alave is really good. And Rashid Shahid hasn't caught a deep pass yet in camp. He's caught routes that have been in a flat crossing route, shallow crosses, slants. He's catching route tree passes, Ralph. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. You missed the tackle, 22 Sorry. can score. House call. Okay? House call. Now we're adding three, three tight ends that can catch the football. Jawan Johnson can catch the football. Foster Moreau, who played with Carr, can catch the football. Jimmy Graham, I didn't say he's playing 70% of the snaps. If he sees 5 to 10 that happen to be third and short, goal line situations, can you just do the photo I sent you? Can you turn around four yards? I'm going to throw it above everybody else's That's head. That's right. And you jump up and catch it. That's all I need you so to not, do. He's a, I, that's all Jimmy. I need you to do. You need to become a Saints Happy Hour patron. It's best Saints podcast and community in the world. You get every podcast without no commercials, early access to special episodes, and patron-only perks. You get to talk to my dad on Discord. And you get cool swag box delivered to your house. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's the best commercial ever. Jimmy Graham is a potential, depending on the Saints and their offense and how it performs, depending on health, he's yeah. a potential. I, I, can see, I can see a dream scenario where me and you are cackling every day in December where I'm we're like, you. Jimmy Graham has 21 catches and five touchdowns. I, and it's I, just... There's no reason he shouldn't. And, and, I, and it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the Saints are just like, listen, we're gonna run this red, we're gonna run this red zone package and we're gonna create a mismatch. And it doesn't matter that 36-year-old no. 
Jimmy Graham. It doesn't matter that he can't jump high. It doesn't matter that Dude. he's just going to muscle you out and do a little turnaround. Here's and the other thing. Catch, you, you catch know, touchdown. You know what we saw on Friday? Taysom Hill throwing yeah. the football, running the football. Again, I just, look, I understand all this is theory until it's applied. It is what it is. But I, I just don't think they're going to be in a situation where they're literally trying to get a first down. It's good. They have, op- that, they that's have all options now. They have op- last year. They didn't have teams could just say, we can do this to you saints. And you have no answer. You have right. no answer whatsoever. Now teams do this to play too high. Oh, we have this answer because we have multiple tight ends. Oh, 100%. You, do, you, you do, you do this coverage. We have Camara. Oh, you have this. We can, we can run Shahid in the slot. They, they have, they have options that they just didn't have last year. so And that's going to help the defense. And I think mm-hmm. the defense is going to be better, which gives the offense a few more possessions. And if it's not 80-yard drives, if it's 65-yard drives, 50-yard drives, mm-hmm. or even, heaven forbid, a turnover, I, I just – I just and Ralph, I just – I go to this, man. The, the, the luck that I, – I, it feels like it. Now you understand it because we got spoiled. Mm-hmm. This team had made the playoffs for two seasons. I know it feels like eight and we talk yeah. like it's eight yeah. and we feel like we'll never get there again. It's been two seasons. I mean, and it's... in the two seasons, they didn't make it. You literally have had the most ridiculous things happen to you to that. from That's Sean right. Payton's secretary, having to be in the press box to help play call because they didn't have a staff in that Panther game to starting a junior varsity team against the Dolphins in that season, to last year losing the player in one game, the first game of the year, your quarterback broke his back, Kamara got hurt, and Michael Thomas got hurt in the first game of the flipping year. I I just – and they missed the playoffs those two seasons. By one game. By a game. By a game. Like if Mark Ingram Ingram doesn't go out of bounds, they might have – they might have won the South. So it's incredible. And Gus, I, I told Gus, I was like, yeah, we're, we're just going to talk for like 40 minutes. We went an hour and 40. We break it into two parts. Uh, this is part two. Gus, thank, thanks for joining us. But before I get out of here, tell people how to find you, the ones, because most of our listeners are in Louisiana. So they can, yeah, how sure. do they find you that way? But the rest of the people that are all around the world and all around the United States, how do they find your sports hangover show? How do they find it and listen to it? You can stream it on the TuneIn Radio app. It's absolutely free. Even when you go to it, you're going to see like the front page that has like, you know, stuff that tells you you can, you know, um, join or do like premium. Don't upper right-hand corner, that white X that blends in, tap it. It's free. And literally just type in 100.3 or ESP in New Orleans. You'll have it. Once you do it, it'll always be on there. It's free. I'm on 12 to 3. You can go to the website. Or use your phone, you know, 100.3.com. Um, it, it's super easy to go check it out. I'd love to hear from you. I have Ralph on every Wednesday. Right. I look forward to it because I literally have you on for that reason because I know you're, <laughs> you're the guy that's going to go off on whatever it is that's that happens right. and overreact 100%. And I love that. So, um, no, man, thanks for having me man. on. What You know, all I'm going to do now is go shower and get up at 630 and get going to practice again. Yeah. So we're good. So I can't thank you enough. Guys, Gus was nice enough to join us for like two hours. Go to <laughs> saintshappyhour.com, support the show, become a patron. You Here's get so. this, you get both of these shows ad-free. 
the support in the show allows me to have a producer like Thomas. And he fixes it. He adds the graphics. He makes it wonderful. Support the show. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, the bar is closed.